Hello, everyone, and welcome to the discussion series here on Brands Tech. This is Brandon, and I have my co-host um, with me, Michael. What's up? And today's episode of the discussion series, we are talking about the legacy of Motorola. And truly, where, ha- where, how far have we have gotten uh, within the cell phone industry over the past several decades? Let's get into this. Um, this episode of the discussion series will begin in just a moment. Stay tuned. Welcome to this episode of Discussions. Well, welcome back, I should say. So, so exactly 48 years ago, Motorola had the very first cell phone call made. April 3rd, 1973. Sir Martin Cooper walked around the streets of New York City making his making a cell phone call essentially to his rivals, you know, telling them that well, they beat them to making the cell phone. And, you know, this, this truly, you know, I guess started off this whole revolution for the cell phone, even though, like, we don't really attribute, you know, cell phones to the 1970s. We attribute it to, like, the early 2000s, late 1990s. Michael, when, when would you say that cell phones really became, like, I guess, a big thing that people actually cared about? I would say, like, the late 90s, early 2000s. Okay, so yeah, same thing that I was thinking. And so, you know, before we head into, like, other other cell phones, you know, Motorola themselves, you know, founded in 1928, you know, they truly are known for, like, the, as, like, the big innovators. I mean, having, like, the first cell phone, you know, even though the call was in 1973, they didn't actually start shipping it until 1983. And I'm not sure, Michael, if you knew that, the the term brick phone is actually a reference to the Motorola Dynatac. Really? Yeah. Yeah, the first cell phone call ever was on a Motorola Dynatac, and it weighed the same amount as a clay brick. Wow, it's really cool. Yeah, um, but, you know, consumers do not, you know, that would probably hurt them. So it took them 10 years to essentially re like recreate the entire device to even sell. Which it was a few thousand dollars, you know, for the cell phone. I mean, like, I mean, even though we're technically at the few thousand dollar mark, you know, we have to also count in like inflation and and everything. I mean, that's an expensive device. Like, could you imagine like being one of the first people to like have one of those back then? Yeah, I think you definitely would have had to been the elite. I mean, that much money back then, it's like huge like for i guess in 2020 that's nothing that's like the average iphone or galaxy but for back then that much it's like so expensive but if it's so new so i guess people were willing to pay yeah like i said it truly was like a business a light device i mean and yeah of course you know years later you have um you have other devices which most of them motorola you know they were like the tireless innovators i mean with the microtech 89, the StarTech, um, they, they really like the acronym um, TAC, you know, in 1996. Do you remember the Droid Razor back? Well, I think it was just a regular Razor, 2004, and then the Droid in 2009. Do you remember those? Yes, the classic Droid. Yeah, and, and I know, like, you know, the Droid series themselves truly, I guess... Yeah, it made a name for itself almost, um, especially with Verizon 
you know, and their close association with it. Yeah, I think that that was such a good partnership. It really helped build that brand. Yeah, and then of course, you know, the you know everyone couldn't stop talking about the Moto X, like 2013, for the rather short life it had, but you know, for what it did have, it was rather popular. And then the modular, you know, Moto Z in 2016, which I mean, I feel like that was a really underrated device personally, but. But yeah, but anyway, Motorola has left such a great, I guess, legacy behind. I mean, they're still around, of course, as Motorola Mobility since they did split. But I feel like they left like a really big legacy behind, but one that's truly underrated. What are your thoughts about, I guess, how we can remember, you know, Motorola's contributions? Um, I think that I'm always going to remember Motorola as. The sidekick. I mean, the sidekick, that Danger and T-Mobile collab that was introduced in the early 2000s for just $199 was really just like the catalyst of what a phone was. It was the first major phone to capitalize on mobile internet, especially when you had internet services booming out in the early 2000s and had, you know, the big huge computers as desktops and gaming and Google and all that were building. Motorola and Danger really teamed up to capitalize with this device. I mean, it was hands-on. It had a little cool flip thing for texting. A bunch of celebrities were using it. You know, it was tragically hipped. Um, with the main people, you know, NBC, um, would use it in television shows. It was just really just a 2000s icon. You know, it had the internet device. It had the camera. You know. It did. It had a constant marketing presence on BET in, and MTV. Yeah, it was just very extremely successful. And I think that even like spoof Dan Schneider created the a phone spoof off of it with the little pair device. I mean, just the amount of influence it had. It was just like the iPhone before the iPhone. It was just really cool. I wanted a sidekick, so I think that just that's what I remember Motorola about. It's really just. Revolutionary line of products that really helped him launch in 2000s and making it its own thing. Yeah, definitely. You know, I think those devices, especially like the Sidekick, are really underrated devices. And you know, when you think about, like, I guess like the prime time, I guess of, you know, of cell phones, like, om- get, leading up to essentially 2010. You know, everyone's quick to say like the iPhones, the blackberries but stuff like the sidekick really aren't given that you know that attention that they really should have yeah the sidekick was the blueprint i mean if you look back the whole the classic the classic slide phone was derived from the sidekick and if you look back just even in 2000 it really created a market for mid-range trans perfect transition of course you had the traditional flip phone but then you brought in the sidekick and sidekick It really was the bridge between before we got to a fully touchscreen, and before you know what I'm saying. It was really that great、yeah. middle range, and even throughout the the mid 2000s, the Sidekick blueprint stayed. You had, of course, you had the introduction of the Galaxy phones and the Galaxy S, S, and then the one and the two and the three and all that, and the iPhone one through 4G. But you also then the BlackBerry, but you also had the basic beginning range. Sidekick base phone, which was the slider keyboard that a lot of people used as a transition before they got into the high-end devices, thanks to the Sidekick's blueprint. Definitely, I mean there are so many devices that truly 
yeah that truly were there and big like within this time period that like i don't know it's like they paved the way for where we are now and even if these companies you know aren't don't have like i guess as much screen time as they did before no pun intended with you know phone screens but you know even if they don't you know they're not as relevant today they still like made a difference in the way that how we use and perceive these devices that we have now like i mean even take like nokia with their like with their symbian operating system you know they were able to do so much with that you know prior to it shutting down them switching to windows phone you know they even them like they you know they came in and were able to shift the way that we think about you know devices essentially yeah and so, like, in terms of, like, and I guess devices, what is your favorite, and I guess your favorite phone iteration, so to speak? So, so you know, we, we had, like, what we refer to as the brick phones. I mean, luckily, they didn't weigh as much as the clay brick as the Dynatac. But, you know, but we had those phones. And then we also had, you know, the clamshells, the flip phones, and, you know, the keyboard phones up to, you know, our current touchscreen smartphones so what do you think was your favorite out of all of those or did you prefer the little slider that um that of the sidekick series personally i really loved the slider moment and i really wanted a sidekick mm -hmm. i think wait i actually had a sidekick um and then i had just like i had this a sidekick and then i had an lg cosmo which was basically the same sidekick formula i really enjoyed just like the integrative flip thing because it was really like you were getting like a laptop in a phone especially especially for sidekick when it launched yeah. in the early 2000s for just 199 you were basically getting a miniature laptop and i think that a lot of people were so used to like this big chunk of computer so when they saw this little computer they're like whoa it can we can really get on the internet yeah that quickly and use the phone it was like just mind-blowing and it's so revolutionary nice yeah i i remember like when everyone used devices like that and you know being able to you know to work with them and i mean i always thought they were really cool now you know to be completely honest up until like the galaxy s3 um well the 4 was out at the time you know i wasn't like a real phone user per se because to me it's like yeah at the time it wasn't really an essential you know, an essential part of our everyday lives. Like, we didn't need a cell phone with us. But, you know, in today's society, we really do need, you know, a smartphone with us, or you're not going to be able to function, like, in these everyday tasks, like, you know, like mobile payments and, you know, being able to message people, call people, and always connected. Where do you think we really, I guess, where we switch from having a cell phone like from as a luxury to almost like an essential part of our lives where do you think that shift happened i think the shift happened with the creation of just like a huge app store and i think mm. that as the app store was really a catalyst of different designers and different ideas coming together and saying wow we have this app store now we have this platform where we can make an app for, for entertainment so now there's mobile gaming oh wow consumers are lazy let's create an app on online banking so it's just like i think that just the creation of app stores really was the catalyst of just why we need a phone i mean if you think of why we need a phone now we need it for 
online banking, I mean, Zoom calls, you know, just the creation of different apps to make life easier, easier. It's really what makes phone, smartphones, especially so smart. I mean, the things that they can do and just like how these apps keep coming out and things that we didn't even think we needed, we need now and now we love and, you know, streaming, streaming stuff is just like amazing. Definitely. Yeah, the App Store really is almost like the make or break moment for, you know, for devices now. I mean, like some other platforms that have come to rival are now, I guess, rivalry, you know, between like the Android and iOS operating systems. You know, the lack of a proper App Store that, you know, is fully functional, you know, as much as the ones on those two respective platforms, you know, essentially led to the demise of you know, Nokia Symbian, Microsoft's um, Windows Phone in every iteration that, that they've attempted to make of Windows Phone, you know, and several other apps, yeah, several other operating systems truly have, you know, went the way of the dinosaur almost in terms of, you know, its functionality and what it can do essentially because of that lack of the App Store. So yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. That would, I think that really is like, where smartphones truly became an essential, yeah, you know, an essential part of our lives. But whoever would have thought that, you know, that way back when in 1973, that, you know, this the cell phone that essentially nobody paid attention to then, you know, truly would, you know, be as essential as it is now. Repeat that question. Oh no, I was just saying, you know, back in 1973, whoever would have thought that the cell phone, which you know, the first call didn't even get, like, real attention. Whoever would have thought that that would have, you know, to present day would have become this essential part of our everyday lives as it is now. Yeah, I mean, just like the whole handheld aspect of it. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people, when they think of phones in, the, in those early times, it was like you needed a big chunk that went with it. It was just not that functional. So how we through time made it so minimalistic, so handheld and it gets smaller, it got bigger, just like the versatility of like what a phone is. It's just amazing. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you all for joining us on today's um, podcast. Yeah. Once again, thank you, Michael, for co-hosting. Always a pleasure. Yep. And then, you know, and also special thanks to, you know, to truly all of these companies that have, you know, throughout the years that have been making all of these revolutionary cell phones yeah as i've mentioned before it's still hard to believe that you know it has only been 48 years since the cell phone but really most of these innovations just happened you know in the past like two decades really yeah it's it's crazy to think about it that like kids now are really being born into all this technology and you know i know I'll save that thought because I know there's another episode I'm guest co-hosting about about technology. So I'll save what I was going to think of for another podcast. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to to hearing that. Thank you all so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it and I'll catch you all later. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Stay safe.